It is Friday, September 2nd, and we are one day away from Arkansas versus Cincinnati. You're listening to the Gridiron Hawks podcast. I'm Mason Choate, joined by Robert Stewart and Alex Strader. We're the crew over at hogbeat.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com, and we bring you the Gridiron Hawks podcast five days a week. So uh, get used to it. Tell your friends. And we've got a good episode today talking keys to victory for Arkansas against against Cincinnati. I was going to say in the season opener against Cincinnati, but uh, I mixed them up. So, yes, Arkansas versus Cincinnati tomorrow, guys, 2.30 p.m. Central Time in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. You can feel it, but not as much because it's raining today. Like, if it, if it was sunny outside, I'd walk outside, smell the air, and just feel football. But it's raining, and that's just kind of – it kind of puts a damper on the mood, Robert. Yeah, it does a little bit, but hopefully it clears up at some point today. You know, we'll uh, take a little – Little trip, see what the see what set at Old Main looks like. Uh, I know they've got fine mom going there, going on there this afternoon, and then uh, you know tonight when they when they light the scoreboard up red and you can see it over the stadium, that'll be uh, yeah that that'll be the sign that it's really here, you know. Yeah, super exciting stuff. You know, it's it's always good for the the first game of the season to draw this much attention. You know, watching College Game Day Thursday night, they were talking about Arkansas Cincinnati. Actually, I put out a tweet. Desmond Howard called KJ Jefferson AJ Jefferson. So, already getting the hate there. Um, let's kind of talk about some stuff that we've got going over at hogbeat.com because not really anything happened as far as, you know, media availability or stuff like that yesterday for the Razorbacks. Um, but we do have great content over at hogbeat.com. And if you want to get in on that and on the trough and the premium content, you can use. Um, this deal we've got going on for $22 for an entire year. It's an incredible deal. It's normally $100, but right now you can get your first year for $22 by using promo code HOGS22 when you sign up for your Rivals membership. It's, a, it's an incredible deal. You get all of that premium access. You get access to the trough message board. You get access to insider info for just $22 for an entire year. It is well worth it. So, um, guys, we had a behind the enemy lines with Jason Stam from Bearcat Report. That is a premium story. He answered some questions like the Cincinnati quarterback battle, who he thinks is going to win that. Um, the how how did Cincinnati rebuild offensively and defensively? Because we know that they lost a lot of talent. Um, we asked where he thought the weaknesses were, stuff like that. You can check all that out at hogbeat.com. It's titled Behind the Enemy Lines. But I want to talk about this one real quick. I don't know. You guys might want to pull up this story. I probably should have told you to do that before. The star comparison, um, how Arkansas and Cincinnati stack up based off of the star rating for their players coming out of high school. And, Alex, this is right in your wheelhouse. I think this is really interesting because on paper, like, Arkansas is much more talented than Cincinnati is, but we know that that does not tell the whole story. Yeah, I mean, as much as high school ratings are interesting to look at and you want to see where the classes stack up, at the end of the day, talent really comes through and that can be developed a lot by coaching, you know. Um, not to say Sam Pittman's not a fantastic coach because what we've seen so far from his time in Arkansas is that he's the guy for the job and is turning it around. But even on the other side of things, look at it and you've got a guy who 
just took a group of five team to the playoff for the first time in college football history. So uh, I think it really is more of a testament to what Luke Fickle is able to do. And then also you you can clearly see where which team's the SEC team and which team is the group of five team. But uh, I think you have to look at it both ways and see that, that now Arkansas is starting to maximize the talent that's on their roster, while Cincinnati, um, that's something that, that the Razorbacks need to be careful of because Luke Fickle is – is such a good coach and is able to kind of uh, play above what his, what his level, what his team's level of talent is. Yeah. I I look at it and I, so there's a lot of, you know, oars on the Cincinnati depth chart and I just went with the top guy. So it might not actually be that guy. I don't think there's a huge difference anyways, but Cincinnati's starting depth chart um, did not have a player rated higher than a three-star coming out of high school. And we had some people over on the trough saying that, you know, two things. One, they might have gone to a lesser high school that didn't get as many eyeballs on them, and it's hard to um, get rated. And then also, they uh, they had 11 starters – or no, no, Arkansas has 11 starters who were rated higher than three stars. So it's, it's interesting there. Um, Alex, you're mentioning the running back from LSU. Like I said, I just went with the top guys, um, and that was Ryan Montgomery, not Corey Kiner. So – or is that his name, Corey Kiner? Uh, I think that is right. Yeah, I couldn't. I didn't have it off the top of my head either, but I knew they had brought someone in. Yeah, no. So Ryan Montgomery was listed as the top guy. I don't know if he's going to end up being a starter or not, but that's why I went with that. And then also, it's just like everybody talks about this every time Arkansas has a 5.73 star who should probably be a four star. Um, it it might have to do with the school that the guy commits to the rating, and I don't know. I don't – we talked about this on the Recruiting Hawks podcast, Alex, but we don't know if that's the case because we're not the rankers. But, I mean, I can see that being a possibility, can't you? There's certainly something to be said about, you know, committing to a group of five school when you have other options. Like uh, like we're seeing a lot now with Cincinnati. Kids are choosing, since, uh, choosing the Bearcats over, you know, Tennessee or Virginia Tech or, or schools – along that kind of, you know, seven and five, six and six tier. So it is interesting to see, you know, I, I haven't done a deep dive into it, but I'm sure there might be some correlation between, you know, choosing Cincinnati over some other offers and, and seeing your rating, maybe not drop, but not go up to where some people thought it might've gone. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. And it's unfortunate that that even makes sense, but it, it is how it is. So, Let's talk about the injury report for Arkansas, though. They look pretty healthy going into this game. Sam Pittman said he thinks they're healthy. Um, they had some guys who were banged up, but he feels good about those guys being able to play. He said he thinks Jaden Hazelwood looks good. So Arkansas should be fine injury-wise. I put together an injury report with questionable, doubtful, and out, kind of like a, a fantasy football injury report. Um, so the guys who would have a cue next to them are Jaden Hazelwood, Brady Latham and Jaden Wilson. Um, I think all three of those guys are going to play. Jaden Hazelwood, Sam Pittman said it himself. He looks good. Brady Latham did not wear green in practice as soon as he came back. And so, sorry, my catch on the there. Um, so Brady Latham came back and he didn't wear a green jersey. He was on the on the field during fastball after a couple of days, so he looked fine. And then we've heard that Jaden Wilson, who's been in green basically every single practice since his shoulder injury. We've heard that he's fine. It's just a precautionary thing. So 
I think Jaden Wilson, Jaden Wilson would be good to play. Doubtful, Dominique Johnson. I would have had Dominique Johnson as out if Sam Pittman did not, you know, say, kind of like allude to the fact that you know there he could come back. It might be a game time decision. I don't, I don't think he will, but um, I have him as doubtful. Marcus Henderson, he has a pec injury. He hasn't. He hasn't been with the team. Like, he's been with the team, but he hasn't done any team drills from what we've seen in practice. And then Devin Manuel, who we know he's back at practice, but I don't know if he's going to be ready to go. And then guys who are out, Tarion Carter, that's – I mean, he hasn't hasn't even been in fall camp. Josh Street, we haven't seen him on the field in forever. Um, Cade Renfro towards ACL in bowl practice. He shouldn't – I mean, Sam Pittman said that he's a little bit away from being ready, and he – I mean, Cade Renfro probably wouldn't play any snaps anyways. Uh, and then tight end Dax Courtney medically retired, and then linebacker Marco Avant, he medically retired as well. So, of course, neither one of those guys are going to play. All right. Had to hit those things, get everybody caught up on what things look like for Arkansas going into this game. So, guys, Arkansas-Cincinnati, we're ready. We had our predictions. We'll, we'll give our score predictions again at the end of this episode, but I want to talk keys to victory for Arkansas. And, Robert, I'll let you go here um, first. What are your keys to victory for the Razorbacks? So, in my mind, it comes down to the run game. Uh, I think if Rocket Sanders uh, racks up 1,000 yards in – excuse me, not 1,000 yards, 100 yards uh, in this one game, then uh, that that bodes well for the Hogs. Um, I think on on the flip side, if they can, if they can hold – uh, Cincinnati's top back, be it Ryan Montgomery or the the LSU guys you mentioned, Alex. Um, they can hold whoever their number one back is under a hundred yards. Then uh, I I think that bodes well for them as well. Um, the 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 offensive lines have been talked about as strengths for both teams. Um, I mean Sam Pittman certainly alluded to Cincinnati's outline as their strength. So. Um, yeah, I think if if they can if they can limit what they can do in the run game, then uh, I would think they'd be able to contain, uh, you know, either or both quarterbacks depending on how they decide to roll them out. Because Pittman's Pittman has said, you know, they're they're prepping for both because you know here we are and they still haven't officially announced a starter, have they? No, they haven't. There's been speculation. I think the expectation has been Bryant. That's right. kind of what we've been getting from most people um, on the Cincinnati side of things. But also, I I mean, it, it felt like when Luke Fickle was talking, he was saying that they're going to start a guy and then roll with that guy. But the Cincinnati people kind of seem to think that they're going to start a guy, but both quarterbacks are going to play in Ben Bryant and Evan Prater. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think, you know, the running game is going to be important for Arkansas, Robert. Because, yeah, you know, Cincinnati, they got a good defensive line, but they still have some really, really talented guys in the secondary. And they lost two of the better corners in the entire country last year, right? Um, what, Kobe Bryant and Sauce Gardner? So that to lose those guys and then to also still be pretty loaded there, they got a ton of experience in the secondary. This is a wide receiver group for Arkansas that we know is better than we thought it was. But – you still haven't seen them in live action. And so, you know, Arkansas is going to try to establish the run early and often. That's what they that's what they do. They're a running team. And so if they're able to do that, you know, KJ Jefferson might not have to throw the ball a whole lot. Um, he still will. And I'm I'm really talking myself into first touchdown Matt Landers like fifty yard catch. I'm starting to talk myself into that because 
Cincinnati, they will load the box early because they know that Arkansas is going to run it. Heck, it might be the first play. You think it's going to be a handoff to Rocket Sanders. They're, then they play action and throw it. KJ, 60-yard bomb to Matt Lander. So, I think that you're right there. And if Arkansas is able to establish the run game, it, it'll definitely really help them. And that's what they're going to try to do anyways. So, if they're able to successfully do it, then that is a key to success. Alex, what are your keys to success? Yeah, so I think that's that's you know kind of building off what you just said. I think Arkansas needs to establish a passing game. I think you know certainly you're going to go out, you're going to see them run the ball. That's just what this team does, and they do it very very well. In fact, they were number one in the country last season, uh, in or number one in the SEC in rushing offense. So that's that's huge. You're going to see them run the ball. They need to use that to their advantage to be able to start moving the ball vertically as well. Uh, whether it be quick slants, whether it be that deep ball to Matt Landers, stuff across the middle, stuff to the outsides, you need to get the ball moving all around the field. Put good, not only good stuff on this game because this is a huge game, but if you can get good stuff on film and leave South Carolina, you know, having to prepare for multiple things rather than just, you know, inside zone, outside zone, and then a, a little bit of play action here and there, that's a big advantage going into week two against a really, really quality opponent, or, or at least what I'm projecting to be a quality opponent in South Carolina. Uh, and, and, you know, you have to start fast. This isn't Rice. You know, they may not be the Cincinnati that we saw last season that went to the playoff, but it's not Rice. You can't go out there and be losing going into the second half because it's you're not going to put up 31 points in the second half. I'm just not expecting that to happen. And hopefully, you know, for the Razorbacks, the fastball starts have been going on all fall long, and there's a reason for that. They're saying they don't want to start out like they did last, last season. I think as long as you're able to avoid that that really slow, dragging start, you're going to be all right uh, if you're Sam Pittman and this Razorback team. Yeah, I think you're right there, Alex. I really think that for Arkansas to have success in this game, they're going to need to get to the quarterback. I think back to the, the Texas game last year, when you had a, a quarterback in Hudson Card who, you know, he's a talented guy, but Arkansas was able to kind of keep him uncomfortable for most of the game, and that that really helped them to get out ahead there in the first half, and then, you know, they really took over, and Hudson Card eventually got out of the game. So um, if they're able to keep these one of these quarterbacks who we know are both, yeah, they, they have experience, but not really a whole lot of starter experience at this level in this kind of environment. And so if Arkansas is able to keep them not only uncomfortable like on the field, you know that the fans are going to keep them uncomfortable as far as just the atmosphere when Arkansas is on defense. So I think you got to get him out of the pocket, whoever it may be, and make him make a play and be better than your defense. Because if you're making this quarterback make a play against Arkansas secondary, it's going to be tough to do. Arkansas secondary is tough. The safeties are great. The cornerbacks we know are a question mark, but if you can, if if they, if Arkansas can scheme up enough, if Barry Odom can, you know, put his guys in the right places, then you know that Arkansas is going to do their part offensively. So I think that if they can just at least limit Cincinnati's ability to make big plays, limit the quarterback's ability to be better than the defense, then. Um, that's really going to bode well for the Hogs because I don't see Cincinnati's defense like completely shutting down the Razorback offense. So, I mean, it's it's pretty cliche, but you got to give up less points than you score yourself. So, yeah, and just adding on to that a little bit, I, I heard it yesterday, but in college football, especially nowadays, you know, even 
barely competent quarterbacks are going to be able to pick you apart if you're leaving them enough time to do so because things break down in the secondary receivers start going on on their freestyle routes and they're going to get open it's just a part of the game so especially with a guy like drew sanders in there now with the strong defensive line with strong linebackers and you know question marks in the secondary the safety group like you said fantastic but if you're looking at the corners we weren't sure who corner two was going to be until earlier this week. And then even when we found out we were questioning the decision. So it's something that if you're able to even just put a little bit of pressure on Ben Bryant, who I'm assuming is going to be the quarterback based on what we've heard um, you're able to get after him and force him to make a play. And, and I don't think that's a guy that can beat you. I think you can get beat if you're giving time and letting them the, the easy plays kind of develop. But if you're if you're forcing him to make make big plays, then I don't think that that's a winning formula for Cincinnati. Mason, I want to circle back to something you just said a minute ago. You know, 100 percent of the time, if you score more points than the other team, you're going to win the game. So I, don't worry about that being cliche. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it it's just like a pretty obvious statement. That's that's true. If you score more points, you're going to win the game. Um but this one, I, I don't know. I think we the defensive side of the ball is where Arkansas is going to win this one. But offensively, they still have to do their part, and I, I, I think you feel confident in KJ Jefferson to do that. You have he he has those pass catchers that you we now feel confident in. Like you, I, I feel like Jaden Hazelwood, Matt Landers, and Warren Thompson is a strong starting three wide receivers. I do. And going into fall camp, I didn't feel that great about it outside of Jaden Hazelwood, to be quite honest. And now I, I I might this might be like so Matthew Barry, who who covers fantasy football every year, he does a ride or die, a player who he's choosing to, you know, have a great season and he's gonna ride with him or die with him. And I think my ride or die for Arkansas football might be Trey Knox. I I am big on Trey Knox going into this season. I think he is rebuilt himself physically to look like a tight end and I think he still has the DNA of a wide receiver and that bodes well for him because that is the prototypical the prototypical NFL tight end nowadays and I think you know he's been with KJ Jefferson for what three or four years now and so that connection is there they know each other well they've worked together for a while I think Trey Knox could end up having a big year guys I'm with you I mean I I wrote a story about it a few weeks ago. Like he, he feels comfortable playing this new position. I mean, they sort of threw him into the fire mid year last year, but uh, he's he's had the reps in practice. He he knows what he's doing, and like you said, he's still got that wide receiver DNA. I mean, he he's gonna be a very good pass catcher. Um, I mean, we were, we were talking about this on our season predictions yesterday, right? You said he could have like nine touchdowns. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I think that that's very possible. I, I look back to the Ole Miss game last year when he just, like, found himself wide open in the end zone as K.J. Jefferson's rolling out. Like, how many times can they make that happen this year? I think that they can make that happen quite often. And so, not only that, but, I mean, he's gonna he's a great route runner. You know that already. He has that wide receiver background, and now he's a tight end. And so, he's not going to be drawing those, those corners as much and those nickels as much, but he might be, you know, one-on-one with a linebacker over the middle. And I feel like Trey Knox could probably win that more often than he would again on the outside against a very speedy corner, you know. So, well, let's talk about where Arkansas can lose the game. And, Alex, I'll let you go first this time. Where do you think Arkansas can lose this game to Cincinnati? I think I've said it before. 
or starting slow. Um, the, the two big things here are starting slow and turnovers because, you know, generally speaking, even if you're going to win the game, uh, but start start uh, relatively quickly, if you, if you turn the ball over, you're not going to be in a favorable position. Uh, winning the turnover battle, being on the right side of that margin, whether it be, you know, just holding on to the ball yourself and, and being able to force it even through, I think the talent will be able to shine through. Um where you start to get concerned, and I don't necessarily have this with KJ just because of what he was able to do throughout the, the back half of last season. But uh, if you throw a couple picks early and get flustered or, or you're having trouble hanging on to the ball on the ground, you start to panic and you start to make really, really bad decisions, which kind of helps the, the, the spiral continue to form. Um, I think, you know, you need to kind of settle down get out there, just play your brand of football. If you make a mistake, it happens, but you can't make too many mistakes. Uh, and also you need to come out and you need to score within the first couple drives. You can't, you can't go down 10, seven going into halftime. I said it already, but it's really important that you're able to get out there and show why you're ranked in the, in the top 25, why you're a team that has a lot of expectations coming into the season. Um, and, and to maybe not necessarily live up to that, that, you know, potential 11 and one season that some people are picking, but get out there and show that you're a football team. That's going to be able to compete against some of the best in the country. Robert. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, similar to the turnover battle, I think, I think it comes down to time of possession for Arkansas. I mean, we, we've talked about it already. Uh, the Razorbacks on paper are the better team, um, but it, you know, they're good. They're going to have to convert on third down. Uh, Sam Pittman has mentioned that as one of the things he wants to see his team improve on uh, is is converting more often in those third and short situations. And and it applies to the defensive side of the ball as well. You, I mean, feels like over the last two years, there, there have been some pretty crushing losses that have come from, you know, they they just cannot stop those third and short situations. They extend drives and they drain the defense. So uh, if if the defense can get itself off the field, and the offense can keep Cincinnati's defense out there, then, you know, the, the more they have the ball, it, the, it's just going to be harder for Cincinnati, which I perceive to be the inferior team in this game, to to pull off the, the road win in, in week one. Yeah, I'll get into a little bit of time of possession stuff when I give my, my score prediction because I've really factored that part into it. Um, I think that – Arkansas loses this game if they're not able to establish a pass game, kind of like Alex talked about. If they're forced to run that ball over and over again and they're not having success and then they also can't, you know, get the pass game going and maybe Cincinnati's up by a score or two and, you know, Arkansas is having to play from behind and it's just not working in, against that experienced secondary, that's really going to hurt the Hogs. I don't think that's going to happen, but if that is what happens – then Arkansas is going to be in a bad spot. And so kind of like a mix of both of y'all, but Alex, if Arkansas, you know, starts slow, then they get behind and then the time of possession then favors Cincinnati. And so it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're repeating things, but it's all one big circle of like, you got to start fast and you have to control the time of possession. That's, that's every football game. That's what Arkansas has to do in this one season opener, top 25 team coming to your house. You got to make a statement. They did it last year against Texas. They got to do it this year against Cincinnati to start the season. All right, guys, let's get to score predictions. I'll get mine first. I have Arkansas winning 28-13 to 13 because I do think that Arkansas controls that time of possession. They get out ahead in the first half, 
and then Cincinnati's just not able to make up the points, and then Arkansas maybe scores like a fourth quarter touchdown on an AG, AJ Green touchdown run, and it makes it look a little bit less close than it actually was. So I'm going 28 to 13 Hogs, Robert. Uh, I will stick with my uh, the the one I went with in in the season prediction story. I'll go with 27 to 20. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be. I don't. I don't think the last score is gonna be an Arkansas touchdown. I think they will lead for a while. Maybe it's a Cincinnati field goal. Maybe it's an Arkansas field goal to push it to to seven instead of four points. Um, but I, I think I think we are going to see the best group of five team there is this week. And I mean, but I I think it, I I think it's going to be genuinely one of the better college football games there is to watch on Saturday. And I, I realize it's only one of three ranked battles, but I mean, SEC versus or SEC West versus a college football playoff team. It's going to be fun. Alex, what's your score prediction? Yeah, we're all right in the same ballpark. I'm going to stick with mine as well from that preview. And it, it's going to be 30 to 17. I think Arkansas is the better team and you're going to see that on the field. Um, I'm not quite sold on this offense going out there and scoring 50 a game. It's just not the DNA, especially with how much Arkansas runs the ball, uh, how, how much they like to grind it out. They like to run the clock a little bit um, and, and really just kind of dominate the line of scrimmage. I don't think Cincinnati is going to be able to get out in space either and speed up that tempo. So it's going to be a slow grinding game. I think Arkansas, you know, might be able to break one deep touchdown or maybe even the, the secondary gets burnt and Cincinnati is able to get one on touchdown. But um, outside of that, that, that scenario, I'm pretty sure that this game is going to come down to which team wants it more in the trenches or which team can provide more in the trenches. And I really think Arkansas is able to provide more in the trenches. We saw what they're able to do in the running game. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Arkansas go out there and win this game by more. I wouldn't be surprised to see Cincinnati cut it, but I, I think, you know, 30, that 30 to 17 range. Uh, and then even your guys' scores just above that, that point spread um, seems kind of right to me for Arkansas. Yeah, the point spread on Bet Saracen, which is what I go off of, is Arkansas minus seven. So I don't, I would prefer it where a lot of the national places have it at Arkansas minus six and a half. Um, but I, I still, I mean, I predicted Arkansas to cover that minus seven, but I don't know. I don't know. There's just so many question marks with Cincinnati. Like you, there's so many things that you don't know what to expect from them. And it starts with the quarterback battle. But also, they have so many new players. They have a new offensive coordinator. They got a lot of players that they had to replace defensively. And from what we're hearing, though, it seems like they did. It's just we haven't really seen it on the field. So, Robert, I'm just like – I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about Cincinnati and I feel like Arkansas is better, but all I've done is watch Arkansas practice. I haven't watched Cincinnati practice, so I don't know right, how to and, feel about it. And and you've heard you've heard Sam Pittman say it himself, right? It's like you there's there's so much about these first games of the year that you you just can't know un, until you watch two or three series, right? Like it's we we can sit here and talk all we want, but none of it really means anything until we we get some live game action to go off of. I'm I'm so excited, man! I am so excited to you know walk up to the stadium, smell all the tailgates, get up there. Like, just look at the beautiful field. I mean, have you seen the pictures of the field, guys? It looks incredible. The, I I am so, so pleased that they've gotten rid of that little bit of green grass in the end zones. That was always so stupid. It made no sense. Um, I know. But they filled in the end zones. 
Uh, yeah, I'm even getting a head start on the whole football thing tonight when it's going to be uh, miserable out going to see Shiloh take on Little Rock Christian. So uh, if you're dumb enough to go brave the, brave the rain, check out my preps preview. You'll get information on that game as well as the start time. And then meet me over at uh, Shiloh Christian uh, around 7. Um, that's going to be a great game. It's going to be miserable. I, I'm, I'm accepting the fact I'm getting a raincoat. I'm ready to go. It's going to be a terrible time. But it's going to be some some good football, hopefully, despite uh, the, the monsoon that's coming in. So, um, And if you're not dumb enough, then there's a stream on that preps preview as well as checking out the, the highlights and interview content that I'll get after that one. So um, definitely worth taking a look at that. Look, Alex, we don't think you're dumb, buddy. We think that you're a football guy, and that's that's what matters. Alex is a football guy. He's going to go watch football in the rain. And then tomorrow, Saturday, I mean – Let's let's just pull up the forecast here, guys. Let me be let me embrace my inner weatherman. Uh here we go. Fayetteville tomorrow, Saturday. A low of 65, a high of 85, partly cloudy. So I would Beautiful. assume it's probably gonna be like mid 80s for the game. That's great for a kickoff. A, a season opener. Like normally it's like a hundred degrees outside. Yeah. yeah, rice was borderline unbearable last year. Yeah. So Good weather. It's shaping up to be incredible. Just incredible. Mason, what was your nickname during baseball season with the tarp? Oh, the tarp master. Okay. Yeah. You you have a you have a new one for football season or no? No, the, I mean, why would I need one for football season? They're not gonna um, pull out a tarp for the football field. I mean, you gotta watch lightning. I don't know. You're you're putting on your meteorologist hat again. Yeah, no, that I mean, I was just looking at the weather. I'm I don't feel like an actual meteorologist. There's some people in the Arkansas media that think they are meteorologists, though. So, um, anyways, this was the ultimate Arkansas versus Cincinnati preview. You've been listening to the Gridiron Hawks podcast with Mason Choate, Robert Stewart, and Alex Trader. Go check out hogbeat.com. You've got until tomorrow to get that first year for $22. It is worth it. Check out all the content that we've got leading up to Cincinnati versus Arkansas and then Saturday morning I'll have the game day HQ um, that'll have all of our stories from the week everything you need to know leading up to the game at 2 30 central time and Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium next time we talk to you we will be recapping Arkansas versus Cincinnati on the Gridiron Hogs podcast